From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 9th of May 2022. Good afternoon. Today we'll be discussing some of the biggest stories, including Putin's Victory Day speech and Hong Kong's new leader. We'll also be answering today's big question. What is Russia's doomsday plane? As well as discussing Sinn Féin's victory in Northern Ireland. But first, an update on the war in Ukraine. There was significant movement in Ukraine on both sides. Ukrainian forces staged successful counterattacks in the Kharkiv Oblast, where some 20 or so Russian battalion groups are apparently stationed. Satellite imagery showed Ukrainian fires within one kilometre of the city. If the Ukrainians can either reach Izium or cut off its supply lines, which run from Russia through the small town of Kupian, then they'll significantly impede the Russian army's ability to advance further south towards Slovansk. Russian forces did make some progress in the east, where preliminary reports suggest they took the strategically important town of Popasna on Sunday. Meanwhile, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau made an unannounced visit to the town of Irpin in the Kiev Oblast before reopening the Canadian embassy in Kiev. On Monday the 9th of April, Putin held his much-anticipated VE Day celebrations to mark the surrender of Nazi Germany in the Second World War. In the days leading up to the event, there was a lot of speculation that Putin might use the national holiday to declare either some sort of victory in Ukraine or a general mobilisation in support of the war effort. In the end, Putin didn't declare a full mobilisation or victory and instead used his speech to justify the ongoing invasion of Ukraine and push his anti-NATO narrative. In the speech, Putin conspicuously claimed that Donbass was, quote, their own land, and described Zelensky's regime as executioners, punishers and Nazis. According to the Kremlin, there were parades across 28 cities involving 65,000 people, 2,400 pieces of military hardware and 400 or so aircraft. Eight MiGs were also supposed to fly over Red Square in a Z formation, but this was apparently cancelled due to the weather. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. John Lee has been confirmed as Hong Kong's next leader after he won the city's closed election process in which he was the sole candidate. With a reputation as a pro-Beijing hardliner, Lee's appointment is seen as a tightening of Chinese authority over the special administrative region. Hong Kong's chief executive is elected by a nearly 1,500-strong closed committee, largely made up of pro-Beijing politicians and business people. Lee, a former police officer, has previously served as Hong Kong's security minister and was the city's second-highest-ranking public official under outgoing leader Carrie Lam. As security minister, Lee oversaw the crackdown on pro-democracy protesters who mobilised in 2019 against the sweeping nationality security law imposed by Beijing. On Monday, the Philippines held a general election to elect their next president, vice president, half of the 24-member Senate, 316 House representatives and over 18,000 local positions. General elections in the Philippines are held every six years and the last one in 2016 elected as president Rodrigo Duterte, renowned worldwide for his extremely aggressive anti-drug policies. Barring a massive polling error, the presidential election looks likely to be won by Fernando Marquez Jr., 
the son of Fernando Marquez Sr., a dictator who ruled the Philippines from 1965 to 1986, while embezzling an estimated $10 billion from the state's coffers. The vice presidential election looks likely to be won by Sarah Duterte, the daughter of the incumbent Rodrigo Duterte. As we await the official ruling from the Supreme Court to potentially overturn Roe v. Wade, there have been rumours that state Republicans might have their eye on another issue, the use of contraceptive pills. Mississippi Governor and Republican Tate Reeves, in an appearance on NBC's Meet the Press, was asked if he would sign legislation that would ban contraceptives in Mississippi. Governor Reeves stated that he did not think that this would happen, but did not explicitly state that he would veto such a bill. Many pro-choice activists worry that if Roe is overturned, the court might be willing to overturn other landmark decisions regarding reproductive health. Currently, the right to buy contraceptive pills is largely constitutionally protected under the 1965 Supreme Decision Griswold v Connecticut. If overturned, it would hand another win to the pro-life crowd. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want more, including answering today's big question, what is Russia's doomsday plane, and our discussion of Sinn Féin's victory in Northern Ireland, then watch the extended edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day, you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers some of the best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the best documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.